Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Perry Favorite. Board certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you a COVID 19 Delta variant update. Um, honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys, I did not think I was going to have to drop one so soon. But things have changed uh, for the worse in such a quick amount of time that I'd be really doing the Lunch and Learn community a disservice if I did not drop some gems on you on what we've learned thus far since the last time uh, we talked about it, which was episode 180, right? Make sure you check that out. Um, again, so let's talk about the Delta variant. Let's talk about what we know now. Let's talk about who is affected right now and who's kind of filling up the hospital setting. Um, like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review on Apple um, um, podcast or Spotify and tell one, five, or ten of your friends uh, to listen to today's episode. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbeerpierre.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You will save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. And today we are going to bring you an episode really giving an update on the Delta variant of COVID-19. What have we learned pretty much since the last time we discussed this? If you have not caught uh, the most recent episode, um, I think it was at the end of June. Um, we And I'll, I'll put a link in the description, throw the link up here as well, too. We talked about what the Delta variant was. We, we, we gave our concerns at the time, especially for our lunch and learn community. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of our concerns have kind of come into fruition. And now I have to really give an update because clearly, uh, you know, times have changed. And it seems like it's been, you know, again, like months and months ago. But again, it's I think we're talking about a, a less than a two month span uh, since the last time we discussed. And so much has changed. Right. So I think I'll first again, if you have not uh, watched the last episode, make sure you watch that last episode just so you can get an idea of what the Delta variant is. What are some of the differences between uh, the Delta variant and kind of the original uh, strains that are out beforehand? Because uh, we won't do too much of that during this video. This one is just more like, hey, what's, what's happening now? So let's give some numbers so we can kind of get some clear cut uh, differences of what's happening uh, now versus before. Right. So let's let's talk about the total number of cases um, from since the last time we talked. Uh, right now, we have thirty five point eight million total cases here in the United States with about six hundred and seventeen thousand deaths. Right. And that number, unfortunately, is going in the wrong direction uh, from when we first reported it. Um, at the time, it was about thirty two point six million uh, total cases with about six hundred and three thousand deaths. Right. So as you can see, needle moving wrong direction. Right. So let's talk about worldwide. At the time when we recorded before, it was only 
yeah, I think they only 180 million uh, cases worldwide. That number has ballooned up to 203 million total cases uh, here uh, worldwide as far as COVID. And as far as deaths, it went from 3.89 million deaths to about 4.3 million deaths. Again, uh, we're talking about a span in less than like a month and a half. So things have unfortunately revved up to the point where, uh, you know, Alarms have been blaring. If you just happened to catch uh, the Olympics, you might have noticed that there were no fans there, right? Why were there no fans? Because the uh, COVID variant has essentially shut down and caused quarantine restriction to kind of come back. I've, I've talked to kind of friends across the world, and they're talking about how some of the restrictions and uh, lockdowns and quarantines are coming right back like it was last summer. And think about that, right? We thought we had gotten over the worst of the worst as far as kind of this pandemic is concerned. And here we are going through again, our probably, if you have to guess, if you had to count, probably like our third or fourth wave of the coronavirus. And this Delta variant has caused so much problems, right? Again, at the time when I recorded it before, the, the Delta variant was responsible for one in five of new cases of uh, COVID-19 here in this country. That number's ballooned up to 80%, eight out of 10 cases uh, or four out of five, if you want to do it, um, has uh, of new cases of COVID nineteen are directly attributable to the Delta variant, and and what has that done? Again, when we talked before, we talked about the CDC recommendations and some of my concerns because at the time CDC was saying, hey, you know what? If you're vaccinated, you know you're protected, you can go ahead and walk around with no mask. They have had to backtrack that because, and again, it's, and I know a lot of people were jumping at them saying, yeah, see, the CDC doesn't know what they're talking about. It's not that they don't know what they're talking about. They just, again, were surprised, just like a lot of us, that one, uh, the unvaccinated group um, were going to also take their mask off. Because remember, the CDC recommendations were for the vaccinated uh, class, right? So, but unfortunately, especially here in this country, there is no honor system. So the unvaccinated um, weren't social distancing. The unvaccinated also weren't wearing their mask as well. So they weren't following the recommendation from the CDC. So unfortunately, now the group who is vaccinated has to go back wearing masks, right? It has to go back when you're indoors, have to uh, be very strict on how long you stay within doors, having to be really stringent on kind of the social distancing back again, like we're in summer of 2020. Again, I've, I, I, I didn't joke, but I said this, right? I said this beginning of the year. For those who may be thinking that 2021 was going to be the year that we don't have to worry about the COVID-19, uh, I said, like, let's hold your horses. Let's kind of, again, I, I never thought that we would get, quote, unquote, back to normal un until 2022, but honestly, I'll be honest, I thought it was probably going to be early 22, but now it's looking like it's probably going to be mid to late 2022 if we're going to return to some sense of normalcy. That's how significant uh, this uh, Delta variant has been uh, to uh, really across the road, especially here in the United States. And what's been really concerning, right, and what's been a, a, a concern of ours that we've always thought from the beginning that as time progresses, especially with these viruses, especially as one as significant as COVID-19, we, we knew that these variants were going to come. We knew mutations were going to arise. And the problem with mutations, especially when it comes to from a viral nature, is that they always get smarter. So we know that the Delta variant is more contagious. We know it, uh, patients are much more symptomatic. Uh, we know that the tr transmission rate is much quicker. 
and symptomatology rate happens a lot faster than it did with the original strain. So all of these things bode as significant problems because all across the country, if you, pay, if you take a look, especially on a lot of my social media feeds, um, I like, I'm making sure to highlight a lot of the uh, places across the country that are now kind of seeing, uh, you know, pre, again, like, I'd say like March, April, May, uh, like of 2020, 2020 uh, times in the ER, in the hospital setting. We have elective surgeries being canceled again. We have visitation, uh, you know, policies being rescinded again. Like all of these things, again, it's almost like we did not learn our lesson the first time, right? And that I think is the most concerning aspect because like when I talk about, like, again, just to give you an idea, again, we, you know, I love the numbers. At the time I recorded it, again, June 30th, when I recorded our initial, the uh, new the amount of new cases from a seven-day average was about 12,000, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm being, uh, let's say close to 12 to 13,000. Right now, as I record this, that number has ballooned up to 100,000. 100,000 new cases in a seven-day average now than what it was, again, in the end of June. Like we are significantly going in the wrong direction. And like, I, again, I don't think, because I, I want to make sure, you know, people are aware of this. I don't think we're going to close down again. I don't think we're ever going to close down again. I don't think, I think big business, big businesses, and I've said this before, I think big businesses and the government's not going to allow us to get to that point. But more importantly, I don't think we're going to close down again because we now have a treatment. We have vaccines out there. And because again, let's let's just give the numbers of people who've been vaccinated so far. Um, right now, here in the United States, 166 million people are fully vaccinated. That's about 50% of the country, with 194 million people receiving at least one dose of the vaccine, with a total of about 351 million doses of the COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine given out, right? And those numbers, like this is a spark start difference again, June 30th. 150 million at the time when I first recorded it, fully vaccinated. Now it's 166. Um, 177 million at the time. Now it's 194. Got at least one dose and uh, 320 million. So we got about 30 million doses of vaccine given out since that time frame. And the reason why is because now we're seeing when we look at the hospital records, when we're looking at kind of the the stats that are happening now, that if you are vaccinated, Yes, you can still uh, be um, a carrier, right? Which was, which unfortunately was not as significant a concern in the original strain, but it's still helping you avoid seeing people like me in the hospital. 98% of the cases, 97, 98, depending on where you're looking at uh, of the cases, um, and sometimes even higher, close to the 99, right? Of the cases that are ending up in the hospital and dying are non-vaccinated uh, patients, right? Like, so like that is, if, if that doesn't scream like help, I don't know what is, right? And let's just, I, I just want to kind of give some, see if we can get some quick numbers for you guys. Because again, like, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I love the numbers, right? Because again, that's, that's just one of those things. Again, like, yeah, like I said, 97% of hospital patients, COVID-19 are unvaccinated. 97% guys. So you, now we, again, if you did not need more evidence to show that the importance and the protection that vaccines have provided, I don't know what will, right? You're going, you're going to see, again, I, I follow plenty of the, the, the side of, I'm not vaccinated. I follow plenty of those on my social media platforms. And it's interesting, like some of the arguments I'm seeing being made now, right? People are like, oh, you see, I told you 
getting the vaccine didn't matter. You were still, you're still gonna, you could still get COVID-19. One. And again, if you're part of the emotional community, we've talked about this before. Getting the vaccine, getting COVID-19 vaccine does not preclude you from ever picking up COVID-19. I'm not sure where that 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 storyline or that rhetoric came from. Like, no, getting the vaccine is not a silver bullet against never getting it. What has been and has always been, again, that's what I've always preached, is that it it, it significantly reduces your chance for seeing someone like me in the hospital because that's really the issue. Getting COVID-19 isn't the issue. It's getting COVID-19, getting so sick from COVID-19 that you end up having to see me in the hospital setting or you end up having to see your primary care physician, right, because of all of the significant, uh, you know, illnesses that you develop following, right? Like that's always been the caveat. So when I see... When I see these storylines of people posting and saying like, oh, see, I told you like there was no plan to get a vaccine. You still got COVID-19. Clearly, again, the numbers, the numbers say it itself. Right. Those who are hospitalized, again, 97 percent of those patients are unvaccinated. So clearly this vaccine is doing this amazing job at making sure you don't end up in the hospital like myself. Right. And you're seeing this term a lot. Now, uh, this breakthrough cases, right? There, There's no such thing, again, as breakthrough cases. Why? Because if you understand the premise that these vaccines, primary job was never to prevent you from getting you know, diagnosed with COVID. Once you understand that that was never the intent, it, it one, it was, it was, it was going to be imp- almost impossible, right? Clearly, it was going to be impossible to say like, you take this vaccine and you'll never get it. And for those who, you know, especially we talk about the flu a lot, those who've gotten a flu shot and still gotten the flu in the past, it's kind of the same premise. The goal is you get that shot, flu, COVID, whatever that vaccine is, and then you don't get as sick if you run into disease. That's always been, you know, the, the onus, right, of the vaccine and protecting yourself. So again, I, I I caution, I caution those who, especially I want to talk to those who may still not be vaccinated, right, for, you know, for, you know, a slew of reasons, right? Maybe you're still not vaccinated now. Understand that the, the Delta variant, understand that these increased number of cases, increased numbers of death, a significant portion is due to the fact that uh, people who are not vaccinated were still able to pass it around. Like, don't think that this Delta variant came just out of thin air. No, it came because it was able to continue to multiply and spread amongst those who were not protected. And that's why so many who are not protected are now ending up in a hospital. All right. So, again, that's again, that's really my discussion. Right. Again, I didn't want to I, I didn't want to, again, you know, belabor, you know, the, the point. Right. Like here, Delta variant, unfortunately, um, has all of the all of our outlying concerns that we thought may occur if this Delta variant goes the route it goes have come to fruition. Right. It's it's it causes much more people to get sick. It causes much more people to be sicker quicker. Right. Our hospitals are filling up again. Our ICUs are filling up again. They're closing down. You know, the the, the elective surgeries, they're closing down. Like, again, I don't don't think that because you don't see businesses closing around you again, that the hospitals and the healthcare staff and all of those who are really on the front lines taking care of this thing aren't feeling the effects, right? Again, I'm in Florida. So I that that should that should say enough. I am in the state of Florida where our government again is they're going as far as saying 
a school is not even allowed to enforce a mask mandate. Mind you, the same type of schools that are allowed to enforce uh, the type of hairstyle, right? That type that are allowed to enforce the type of clothes you wear, right? But all of a sudden, they're they're making it almost a mandate. Say, no, you can't enforce a mask mandate. That is how against against the science, uh, you know, our government and our politics have come into fruition, right? Like it just. Again, it boggles my mind. Best believe my kids will be going to school with a mask. Um, and again, if, if it comes to fruition, we have to like pull them out. We'll pull them out as well, too. Because again, the, the kids' safety, it, it is what it is. Because this, and, and, and I'm, I'm glad I want to, because I want to end on the kids' aspect of children. Because at least at this point, at the time I'm recording this, uh, right now, the vaccine's only eligible for those, you know, 12 and older. Right. And, you know, so a lot of the questions I'm getting is, hey, when do you think kids younger than the age of 12 will be able to get the vaccine? And I know at this time, especially with Pfizer and both Moderna, they're both kind of doing sub studies to kind of look at a younger uh, population, a particular five to 12 for uh, obviously safety risk and making sure that, you know, the vaccine, depending on what, like how much of the vaccine can it get? Is it a lower dose? Is it the same dose? All these questions really need to be answered before they can say like, yes, if you're between ages of five to 12, you can get it, right? Like, so I, like that information is coming. It's not here yet. So there's, it's not available for them yet. So again, if you're, if you're a parent watching this, listening to this, again, I would, implore you make sure your kids are wearing their masks make sure they're social distance as much as they can uh encourage their teachers to do so as well likely and be honest likely if the teachers are already doing it because again the the teachers are in the the line of fire just like my 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 service clerks at the grocery stores at the fast food restaurants at uh, the just the general restaurants in the hospital like we're all on the front lines of this covid and the public is coming to us Right. And, and the public has come to us, putting us at risk. So we have to protect ourselves. We have to protect our families. And that's kind of what we're doing. And that's what I kind of implore. So, again, I am your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. Thank you for uh, coming uh, to this episode. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode. And if you have not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. Leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv. To join the listserv is very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This are the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thank you, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.